0: Welcome to episode 313 of the AMPM podcast. If you're selling on Amazon and you're not running ads on Google, you're missing a major opportunity. Somewhere between 25 and 33% of all the traffic that comes to Amazon originates on Google. Today, we're going to be talking with Tyler Gregg from Amped, and we're going to be talking about everything you need to know to capture this lucrative market and actually have Amazon pay you to do it. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the AM PM podcast. Welcome to the AM PM podcast. We explore opportunities in e commerce. Commerce. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast for Money Never Sleeps. Working around the clock in the AM and the PM. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, said, are are, are, you you ready? ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's Here's your host, Kevin King. Kevin King.
0: Welcome, Tyler Gregg, to the AMPM Podcast. It's exciting to have you here.
1: Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I've uh, listened to the podcast over uh, the years, and especially since you've taken over. So excited to be actually on it now.
0: Awesome. And we just saw each other not too long ago uh, at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit in Austin.
1: Yes, down there in uh, hot Austin. I know that's where you're from, but uh, it was an awesome show. Uh, Really, really great experience. And it was fun to set up, you know, how it was very. it was so much more networking focused and getting to actually know people. I know there was the uh, the scavenger hunt, which was a ton of fun and actually get a, you know, not just talk shop all day, but actually kind of get strategic and think through problems with people. So that was a ton of fun, cool way to do it. What did, what did you think of that? How did your team do on that? You know, we, we could have done better, um, but it was, <laughs> we enjoyed running around Austin. Uh, let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> so, for people that are listening and they, they think in scavenger hunt, they're thinking, "Hey, I gotta go go grab some eggs from this place, and you know, go find a used sock from over here, and you know, go find a, you know, I don't know, some crazy record over here or something." But what can you describe what this was for those that are, that are not listening, and how was how was it actually a networking event, and how was it different than what you might have expected or what people might be thinking?
1: Definitely. So, the Billion Dollar Seller Summit team. Put us into groups of four and then uh, basically gave us a list of 20 or so clues. And the clues were located all throughout the Austin area, within one or two miles, maybe a little bit more than two miles away on some of them, but all within, um, you know, birding, scootering, Ubering distance. And you had to figure out the clue and then you had to go pick up something or uh, go to that location once you figured out where it was and get the clue from that location. And all the clues added up to a address or a place uh, that you need to go meet up and be the first one there. So it was both get it done the fastest, but also picking up points along the way, a certain amount of points for taking pictures at locations or uh, those kind of things. And uh, it was a ton of fun, really great way to get to know people uh, and actually see the city. You know, most shows you go to, you go into the conference hall and, you know, you come out three or four days later and you get to breathe fresh air for the first time. Uh, so this was a really great way to actually explore the city and, you know, Austin's a cool spot. A little hot in August, but a really, really cool spot and fun city. Obviously, growing a lot in the last couple of years.
0: I think it was a little bit surprising to him, but how much of the city, even people that were here in Austin, that live here in Austin, that did it, like, man, I'd never actually been to this place or to this place. And so, like Kyler says, you had to, you, you, if you want to see what this was, you can go actually to billiondollarsellersummit.com forward slash race, R A C E dot PDF. BillionDollarsellersummit.com forward slash race. PDF, and You can actually see what they had to do, but they had to actually gather these, uh, they didn't know where the final destination was, and they had to spell out, it's almost like a Scrabble kind of thing, spell out and figure out where this final destination was by picking up uh, hints along the way at, at the different stops, and it wasn't about being first, it was about being the most thorough, so actually the team that came in sixth, I think, that arrived to the final destination sixth, actually ended up winning, and it was a, a $2,000 prize, cash prize to the team, Plus, they got to choose one member that got a, a VIP, all expenses paid, airfare, hotel, everything, to the next event next year in Puerto Rico. So it was, we were a little, uh, when we put it together, people were saying, hey, you got to do something different this time. You know, in the past, we've gone out and raced cars at the F1 track, or we've gone and uh, done paintball whirls, or th- thrown axes, or gone wine tasting. And so we're like, let's, let's try this out, and let's, let's see how this goes over in the, the hot Austin heat. And uh, I think it went over really well.
1: Yeah, it did. And it's funny, you know, it was a race, but I think it took some teams a little bit of time to realize that they didn't have to be first. And I know that everyone raced out of there at the beginning thinking, let's go through the clues as fast as possible and all that. But you're absolutely right. Like the winner wasn't the first one done. The winner was the one that I was diligent as a, as a true Amazon seller should be and uh, took the time to try to collect as many points as possible
0: so speaking of diligent and being as thorough as you can be that that's something that uh, you guys help a lot of sellers do i mean you're with a company called amped ampd ampd and you guys have been around for a while in the google space is that correct like five six seven years something like that right tell me the backstory of, of what you guys have been doing before you got into this amazon space
1: Absolutely. An excellent transition there. Very veteran transition into uh, what AMP does. Uh, what we do is uh, we help Amazon sellers market their products on Google Ads. And we've been building Google Ads tech for a little over 7 years. We're, uh, we went through Techstars, actually graduated Techstars, which is an, a technology incubator program in Austin, of all places. So it was fun to be back there. And I know our founder was at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit as well, enjoyed being back in the city. Uh, but we've been building Google Ads tech to help drive efficiency when sending Google traffic to D2C stores. And we built that for about five and a half years. And then finally, we said, okay, this is all good. The technology's strong. It's backed by this really powerful data science engine, which we call Maxwell. But why are we sending it to branded D2C stores when we could be sending it to this traffic to the best converting website in the world, which is Amazon? And so about a year and a half ago, we ended up partnering up with the Amazon ads team and specifically the attribution side of their team because they just rolled out Amazon attribution, which is the first time where you could actually start to track conversions from external uh, channels. And with our technology combined with the Amazon technology, we were able to create this... Um, think of it as like an intermediary between Google and Amazon to empower Amazon sellers who don't have any experience on Google ads to actually start showing their products on search results. And when people click that ad, they go straight to either the Amazon product listing for that brand or the Amazon storefront with full attribution. So you can actually see what's working, what isn't working. And now you can treat Google ads in the same way as you can treat Amazon ads. When you think about Amazon ads, you have all the data you need to make the right decisions, clicks, costs, CPCs, add to carts, conversions, all... A cost, ROAS, whatever metric you want, you never had that for Google Ads before. But now with the M platform, you have all the exact same data, all in one spot to make the right decisions.
0: So for a lot of you that may not understand exactly, we got a lot to unpack in what he just said there. So Amazon attribution is, if you're not familiar with what that is, is, uh, I guess it's about a year, year and a half ago or so, Amazon said, hey, you know, we like outside traffic. We like it when our, our sellers are actually promoting us because if someone comes to the Amazon website, we've always done this in the past with affiliates or people just going to Amazon.com or Amazon themselves has run ads like on Google and Bing and some of the other platforms. But and they they start to realize like, hey, the more people that we get into the into our site, the more chances they are going to buy something. And maybe they're not going to buy what they clicked on. Maybe they they're on my blog, and they saw. I'm selling the best razor and they i clicked to go see what the best razor is but you know i'm like man i don't really want a razor right now but you know what i i I need some uh i need some toilet paper or, or whatever you know and they go and they click and they buy something else so just getting the person into the door so what amazon did is they said hey to encourage this we got affiliates that are driving a lot of traffic but the best people to drive traffic are actually our brands themselves let them go out there and promote us and promote their products outside of amazon like on google and if they use a special link that has this attribution uh, tag added to it and, and come to a few special pages on Amazon, I think they've opened that up now. You can do more pages. From the beginning, it was just the, the storefront. Now I think it's expanded beyond that. We'll talk about that. But they, they actually said, if you do that, we will give you 10% back as a commission. So basically, they're, in essence, supplementing your ads, your ad spend. So that enables you to go out to some place like Google that might have been cost prohibitive in the past and actually run ads at a positive return on ad spend and actually get people into to hopefully buy your product. And if they don't buy your product, they might end up buying somebody else's. And Amazon's like, well, if they end up buying someone else's, that's still okay with us. And they will give you, but if they buy your product and you're doing a good job on your product, we'll give you 10%. So that's what he's talking about by the attribution. And then you know, Google is the biggest ad platform in the world. I mean, there's, the, I mean, Google combined with YouTube, there is no bigger uh, ad platform in the world. Amazon and Facebook are right there in step with them, but Google is, they own it. I mean, and so a lot of people don't realize, what's the latest number, something like 25% of all the searches on Amazon originate first on Google. Is it—is that about right?
1: Yeah, I've heard it's around like 33%, but yeah, somewhere in that 25 to 33% range for sure.
0: So a lot of, a lot of people don't realize that. So if you go to Google, And you run some ads, you know, and especially if you put there's certain things you can do that we'll talk about where you put, you know, a lot of people go to Google and they type a best shaver Amazon, for example. And if you can capture that, be ranked there on, on Google in the advertising and capture that link straight back to your product on Amazon. It can overnight add a tremendous amount to your to your sales. But the problem is, running ads on Google is not easy. It's a very sophisticated platform. It can be daunting. You get in there and you're like, where do I start? And it, you can, you know, they've got some help things and some basic stuff, but it's kind of like running a, an ad on, on on Facebook. If you want to suck money out of your wallet, just hit the boost button on Facebook. You know, when boot, it says <laughs> boost this ad on Facebook, just hit that button and say 50 bucks and kiss your $50 goodbye. That's kind of like, Am, uh, Google has that too for people that are, don't understand how to use Google, but the power of Google, if you really know how to do it, it, it can be super magical. And that's where AMPT has come in and they've taken some of that pain point out uh, of an Amazon seller having to really master and learn Google to actually bring traffic to Amazon and then instantly be able to track it, not have to create your own spreadsheets or download all the reports from, from Amazon and like, okay, did my Google ad really work or did it not work? And then the AMP program can adjust this stuff on the fly uh, using some AI and some other stuff. So it's, it's it's really, really powerful. And there's a lot of sellers that, and I know you guys have refined it. I know a couple of people that tried it when you first launched it, and they said, ah, it's kind of hit or miss. I don't know. But now I'm hearing you guys have refined it and you've really uh, gotten it dialed in. And a lot of people are saying, I'm seeing massive results off of it. You know, just in the Billion Dollar Seller Summit group, uh, there's a little private WhatsApp group. And uh, you guys were uh, at, at the event and you, you were one of the sponsors and you, you talked about it. And so some people try- said, hey, I'm going to give this a shot. And people were posting and there's like, is this working for me? You know, and there's some comments that anybody tried it. And three or four people posted back saying, uh, yeah, it's, it's working. It's doing this. It's doing this. And. So why should people be paying attention to this if you're you're running on Amazon?
1: Yeah, so that's great to hear uh, that uh, you're here and kind of where we started a year and a half ago, kind of, eh, you know, and then now much more consistently. There's a lot that goes into that. Uh, First off, what we learned was to be successful in sending Google traffic to Amazon, it is so much more than just creating pixels or creating these attribution links. There's this strategy that needs to go into this. And over the last year and a half, We've been able to refine the platform to incorporate some of that strategy, but then also supplement it with our our team as well. And I mean, we've seen over twenty thousand uh, Google campaigns to Amazon, which <laughs> is a very high volume, especially for something that's only been around for about a year now in general mission, general availability. And we generally know what works. We kind of know what products can get the best results. And we understand how to get the campaign set up from the beginning to get success as quickly as possible. So we've baked all of that into our platform, as well as the service that AMP provides to try to give um, uh, companies the best chance at success. One of the things I'm particularly, particularly proud of is what we call our ASIN review. I actually spoke about this at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, is our team can actually review your catalog and say, Hey, these products are set up well for success on Google. Try these ones. These products over here People just aren't searching for them on Google, or they don't have the qualities that convert pretty well from Google to Amazon. So that's one
0: of the what things. What are some products that actually do convert well? What are some products that actually, what are some categories that if you're not on Google, you're missing the boat, and maybe some that's yeah, maybe a little tough? Can you give us a few examples? Sure.
1: A- absolutely. The ones that are tough are like personal decisions, right? A gift basket. If you search gift basket, Kevin, on Google, you're thinking something totally different than if I search gift basket on Google. So those ones by nature of that personal decision are pretty difficult. Uh, Products that work really well, uh, just like a very basic example would be like a broomstick. If you search on Amazon, like an Amazon search broomstick, you're going to see a million results, right? But if you search broomstick on Google, why are you searching that? You're not searching it to research what a broomstick does. You're searching it because you already know what a broomstick does. You're at the bottom of the funnel. And now you're saying, okay, I need to buy a broomstick guess what? Amazon's going to get it to me in two days, probably. It's probably going to be a pretty good price. And when you can put your ad right there at that buying intent uh, search on Google, all of a sudden those can convert really well. So broomstick's like a very, like, like that's such a basic example, but those kind of products where, you know, people aren't just researching your product, they're actively buying it can work really, really well.
0: So what are some mistakes e-commerce sellers make when they're actually running independent of your software? um making when they run Google ads are they not going after that buyer intent you know getting the word Amazon or on Amazon or or the words buy or some of those you know it's like a list of 15 or 20 maybe it's more but that that's what I gave out like in the helium 10 elite uh, a few months ago is these buyer intent modifiers. Uh, is that important or can you walk me through a little bit of the mistakes that a lot of people make and some good ideas on how to make your Google ads actually perform better?
1: Sure so there's two big mistakes that we see all the time. And it took us a while to realize this, but this was the mistake that a lot of people made in our first few months of launching last year was they, and it makes sense now looking back on it, but they took their Amazon keywords on Amazon ad keywords and said, these are the keywords I crush on Amazon ads. I'm going to put those exact same ones into Google. Huge problem with that because people search the two platforms very differently. So you have to do the keyword research to see how are people searching for my product on Google where they're in a position to buy it. They're not researching it, but they're ready to buy. Uh, so, finding those buying intent keywords was the biggest thing. And it's like, I cannot stress this enough. Do not just put your Amazon keywords into Google because they may work, but more than often, they're probably not going to convert very well. Uh, the second one that we see all the what, time What are
0: a few of those? But before you go into the second, what, what are just a few examples of buyer intent keywords?
1: Yeah. So, think about. Like one example that I use would be like whiskey glasses. You probably have keywords on Amazon that can work pretty well, like drinking glass or gifts for men or stuff like that. Those keywords can probably work for you and convert on Amazon ads. On Google, you need to be much more product specific. Whiskey drinking glass, whiskey glass for drinking. <laughs> those kind of keywords where the person said, hey, I'm specifically, I, I know I'm buying a whiskey drinking glass. Like that's what I'm looking for. So you have to be very, very product specific and get, we think about it as a funnel, right? And I know funnels is a little bit of a newer term coming into the Amazon world, uh, but there's top of the funnel, middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel search terms. And you have to identify the bottom of the funnel ones where it's clear that that person who's searching on Google has already worked their way through the stages of the funnel. And now they're ready to buy and you find those keywords. Yes. You know, drinking glass, Amazon with the Amazon keyword in there works really well. But it doesn't have to be Amazon keyword. We see non-Amazon keywords work really, really well as well. So where do you find these, or how,
0: if, if someone's new, how do they find these words on Google? I mean, you got Helium 10, uh, you know, to find it, to find out what's working and the, the Amazon backend and stuff. But how do you find this on Google?
1: Sure. So a couple of different ways. First off, our platform does a really good job of mining these keywords. What it does is it combines Amazon, what, like what terms you have in your product listing page, with how people are searching for similar terms on Google and then surface them as like recommendations that then you can pick between. So one of the things that we're we're really excited about is we actually recently launched an updated pricing. And our pricing now uh, entails campaign creation, keyword research done for you. So if you're a brand and you're looking at Google Ads, you're a little bit overwhelmed, it's holiday season coming up, you, you don't have the time to figure out Google Ads, we've implemented a pricing tier to where you sign up, and your first two ASINs that you want to promote on Google, the AMP Data Strategist team will actually create the campaigns for you. What that means is we use our technology that we've been building for the last seven years, plus a human component, uh, where our data strategists who have run over twenty thousand campaigns, they actually create the campaign for you. They find the right keywords. What this does and what's going to do for all of our sellers and all of our brands is eliminate a lot of like the rookie mistakes that we would see a novice use, and then we start your first few campaigns, you see exactly what we did, and then you can scale it out to the rest of your uh, products.
0: Hmm. Okay. So on Google, though, things can get really expensive really fast. You know, there's there's clicks on Google. You know, I remember when I first started, it used to be go to.com I don't know. This may date me. I don't know if you're probably not old enough to remember <laughs> that, but go goto, to.com was actually the first people that did this bidding, advertising bidding, where you'd bid... You know, a certain amount per keyword, and back then I could get bids. This was twenty something years ago, uh, for like a penny, you know, two cents, and sure. and and then when Google they basically mirrored that and then just exploded that exploded that. Um, but now some categories, you know, you're depending on I don't know about broomsticks, but some of these categories it's four, five, six, 10 dollars a click. So how can I make something like that work on Amazon, even with the attribution, or is that not what I should be looking at? Should I be looking at more of the longer tail type of things? Or you walk me through that, that thought process
1: a little bit? Sure, sure. So first thing, you always want to put a max CPC on your Google campaign. Uh, what this does is it limits that upper tier to where you're not going to be seeing these rogue clicks. We, we used to see it all the time, which is why we implemented this into our system, was you don't have a max CPC in there. Google sees that as an opportunity, things get competitive. Oh, bam, $15 per click. And it's like, well, there's a good waste of money, right? Uh, so what we always recommend is set that max CPC on your campaigns out of the gates so that you'll never spend over a dollar per click or $1. fifty or whatever you set that threshold at. Uh, that's going to limit it. However, for the most part, not every product, not every keyword, of course, but a lot of the times the Google CPCs I think the average CPC right now that we see in our system is about $0.60 per click. Uh, So that's lower than like your average Amazon ad. Obviously, conversion rates are going to be different. So at the end of the day, it does come down to that mathematical equation of what's the CPC? What's my conversion rate? What's my price of the product? What can my ACoS be, of course? Uh, We teach all that during our onboarding is how do you get that low CPCs? How do you find the right keywords that are going to drive the conversion rates that you need in order to make Google a scalable channel of revenue?
0: people always ask, well, okay, I want to try Google. What should I, I want to test this out. You know, if it works, I'll scale the heck out of it. You know, if this is working and making me money, I'll spend whatever I need to spend a hundred thousand a month, whatever it may be. But if I want to just test right. it, I've been selling on Amazon. I'm doing pretty well. And I just want to give this a shot. Should I say, okay, I'm going to spend 500 bucks a day, a hundred dollars a day. What kind of numbers do I need to be running to give this a fair shot to see if this works or not?
1: Sure. This answer surprises a lot of people, obviously bigger sellers, it's going to surprise more, but we recommend $15 a day budget per product that you want to test. What this does is it it allows you to conservatively test, dip your toes into the water to see, okay, how effective can this channel be for me without going overboard? And then about 30 to 60 days in, that is going to have generated enough data for you to start understanding, okay, how efficient can this be? What keywords are working? What keywords are not working? And then from there. You haven't spent a crazy amount of money but you've spent enough to understand the trajectory and then you're able to scale up um, based on what the data is telling you so we always teach month one higher a cost testing the waters month two reading the data that you've collected and then month three you're starting to scale up and increase those budgets
0: so how does this work for you to track it if i'm running it on google an ad on google for my broom I'm not driving that traffic directly with a link back to go- to Amazon with attribution. It has to go pass through somewhere. Does it pass through like a redirect or something and or, nope. or does it go straight through?
1: Goes straight through. And that's such an important component of this. Uh, we, we tested redirects, we've tested everything. And what we found is going straight through does the best performance and gives you the cleanest data set to make the right decisions. This is all about collecting data and making the decisions based on data. So we send it straight to either your Amazon product listing page, or we send it straight to your Amazon storefront. And this is important for a couple of reasons. One, just how attribution works. Uh, but two is Google reads the landing page. So if you try to do a redirect or you try to send it somewhere, your ad quality score is going to be lower because Google going to have trouble reading that page. Google also, their terms of service has issues if you try to do squeeze pages and, and redirect pages because like, they require being able to see the landing page so they can make sure you're not selling guns or whatever. <laughs> but all those terms that Google doesn't want, they have those systems in place and they have to read the page to make sure you're not selling uh, stuff that they don't agree with. So we send it straight to your Amazon product listing or your Amazon storefront page.
0: Now, you guys only do Google or do you? does that extend into YouTube too because Google owns YouTube or is there any... Other platforms out there, Bing or anything else, or is it just the Google, the Alpha, what was it called, Alphabet, the Alphabet uh, company's? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Alphabet, <products>. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, we are Google search right now, and that is our bread and butter. That's what we know through and through. Google's difficult, so we are hyper focused on nailing this, and obviously, it's shown from what you've heard too. You know, a year ago. We we're learning, right? And now we have it pretty baked, to where we know it works. So we're hyper focused on Google. We're working on other uh, marketplaces as well. You know, we always get asked about the typical other ones, Walmart, you know, Target as well. So our plan is to be just absolutely nail Google uh, as a, an ads platform, and then to be able to expand to different marketplaces that sellers. When sell you say on.
0: Target or Walmart, you mean right now you're Google to Amazon only. You're not. I can't do use your software. And advertise on Google and send it to Walmart, for example, right? As of right now,
1: as of right now, no, because Walmart doesn't have the attribution foundation that Amazon has. So Amazon has Amazon attribution. Walmart doesn't quite have Walmart attribution for us to build off of and be able to see the conversion rates. Uh, But that's the plan eventually to be Google, Google to marketplaces is what we're going to be really nailing.
0: So a lot of the sellers are using your services. They see in that 10% uh, attribution coming back and that basically covering the entire cost of their their Google ads in a lot of cases.
1: Sometimes for sure. You know, if you get a 5% ACoS, you get your 10% back, you're actually at negative 5% ACoS. We do see that. We never really like to set that as the expectation, of course, but it can 100% happen. Uh, I think that brand referral bonus is such an incredible um, bonus that Amazon provided, and it, it makes it such a win-win. I think for Amazon as well as for the brand, right? You know, brands have tried to do Google to their D2C stores for a long time, but just the conversion rates are not there on their D2C stores. We get asked this all the time. It's like, hey, why would, I'd rather send Google traffic to my D2C store where I don't have any seller fees. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't convert that well, does it? Uh, So now this 10% back, it's really a a kickback on your seller fees. So instead of a 15% seller fee, you now have a 5% seller fee for external traffic. And so all of a sudden that starts to be pretty comparable to what your seller fees would be on a Shopify or a big commerce. But the big difference is you have significantly better conversion rates when you send it to Amazon versus your D2C store. And obviously the win for Amazon, as you called out earlier, they're getting more traffic and they know that traffic is going to buy stuff from Amazon.
0: And are you seeing, a lot of people say that just by sending outside traffic to Amazon, whether it's Instagram or Google, or as long as that referral link, like you were saying, you don't want to mask it with a redirect, as long as that referral, and you know, there's there's software tools that, you know, fake it and everything, but Amazon can tell in a lot of those cases. Are you seeing, a lot of people, there's, nobody can ever really prove this, but do you have any evidence that actually, whether it converts or not, it actually raises you up in the rankings? So some people say, have said in the past, you know, if, if I'm running outside traffic, I'm listing, whether it converts or not. Uh, for Broomstick. And when I don't run that traffic, I'm in spot number 12. When I run the traffic, I'm in uh, the search results on Amazon, you know, the natural search results uh, organically at six or something. Do you see any evidence of, of that?
1: Absolutely. So when we actually launched, we launched just tracking rank. We didn't even have attribution fully built into our product. And so when we did our alpha testing, our beta testing, it was just tracking the impact on ranking. It was very conclusive. Then we rolled out attribution, got the conversions, and everything in there as well. Um, so we've seen it in our data. Our sellers report it pretty consistently. The trick is, it has to be quality traffic. You can't just send horrible traffic there. Like Amazon <laughs> knows better than just crap traffic. Uh, so it's got to be good quality traffic. And that's what our platform obviously helps does. But we've been saying this for years and we've kind of been trying to figure out okay, what's actually going on in that A9 algorithm? No one knows, right? Uh, What was cool, though, was a few weeks ago, um, we actually had a webinar that Amazon hosted for us. And being one of their partners, um, they call us a measurement partner, uh, they hosted a webinar for us and actually featured the Brand New For A Bonus team, the Amazon Ads team, and Amped. And it was the first time where Amazon actually walked through a couple case studies that they had built, that they'd gotten approved by their legal department to say, which I'm sure took a while. But their case studies actually specifically called out that external traffic uh, does impact ranking and does impact bestseller ranking. For a year and a half, we've referred to it as this halo effect. Something's happening, ranks and going up, but it's this halo effect of doing it. Uh, In their case study, they referred to it as uh, the snowball effect. So we're going to start calling it the snowball effect instead of the halo effect because that's Amazon's terms for it. But it was really cool to see them actually acknowledge it. And it goes along uh, the lines of like what we've been seeing. You know, two years ago, they rolled out the attribution program in beta to encourage sellers to bring external traffic. A year ago, they rolled out the brand new referral bonus to actually like give that seller fee kickback to encourage it further. And then now, actually recognizing that it does impact ranking, it's just kind of right along that line as they're ramping up. To try to win that war for google traffic
0: one of the things i think that was a problem in the beginning and i think you guys were instrumental in getting this changed is i would go run my ads on google with an attribution link and the people would click to buy my broomstick uh and they would i, I would send them to maybe my storefront or or to my my main listing page and but right up there at the top there would be another banner that would have like also you know say like the, the cheapest one, the best reviewed one, the uh, most popular one, or I would say, also consider these from other sellers or people who viewed this also view. And it was like, why am I sending this over here and they're just showing my competitors up there? And it was like, okay. uh, come on, man. Uh, and you guys actually, tell me about uh, how, how that's actually changed now.
1: Yeah, definitely. So exactly what you described. When we used to send external traffic to a product listing page, Amazon would put at the very top of the page, a widget. It was called a competitive widget that would show up to three of your biggest competitors right there at the top of the page. And we didn't really realize that. We're Google people. We've really got to understand the Amazon world the last year and a half, but we didn't really understand that that was there. And until we saw it in our data (laughs) and we saw when that widget showed up, conversion rates were significantly lower than when that widget was not there. So we started deep diving on our side of when is that showing up and when is it not? Then finally, we got to the bottom of it and we took it to our Amazon ads partner team, who've been incredible partners in the journey here. And we said, hey, guys, like, we're doing everything we can to bring in traffic for you guys. But the conversion rates are bad because you have this competitive widget. And I still remember our CTO, Brandon Nutter, showing me this and saying, we got to get Amazon to remove that. And I'm sitting there going, are you crazy, man? Amazon's not going to remove that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no way. And it's just not its not worth our time. Like, let's focus on us. He's like, no, no, we're going to get Amazon to remove this. So we got on the call. We, we meet with Amazon a couple of times a week. And we showed it to them. We showed them the data we had uh, that was hurting conversion rates when it was there. And they looked at it, and they're like, okay, we'll get back to you. And I'm like, sure, sure, sure. We'll, we'll hear back from you about that, I'm sure. But then sure enough, um, over the next took seven months, but over the next seven months of testing it out, working with them to try to get it uh, removed, uh, towards the end of summer in 2022, they actually officially removed that widget. And not only did they remove it, they changed the widget to feature other products from your brand. So it went from a minus one of your product and then other products to your product and other products from your brand. So all of a sudden, the opportunity to upsell and cross-sell other products from your brand and so took seven months, took a long time um, for us, you know, seven months Seven months is a long time for Amazon, it's a very short time, but now it's removed. And it's incredible to see what it's done to conversion rates. And, and again, just another indication that Amazon's really serious about helping brands bring in external traffic and, and really upping the ante again and again to make that incentive uh, legitimate and, and worthwhile.
0: What has it done to conversion rates? What kind, what's some examples of what you've seen change since that that, that change?
1: Yeah, I can't give the exact numbers on it. But conversion rates have significantly increased on it. Uh, It's not like it went from 10% average conversion rates to 30% average conversion rates. But it's gone up a good amount. And it logically it makes sense, obviously, like less competition, you're gonna have less of a leaky funnel. Now, there are still competitors on your product listing page like this removed the widget at the top. So everything above the fold is your product. But consumers can still scroll down and see other products. You know All those sponsored ads at the bottom of the page above your A-plus content. All of that is still there. Uh, what we recommend for sellers that are conscious of leaky funnels and conscious of competitors trying to steal their traffic is product listing pages work great. But try sending it to your Amazon storefront pages. Your Amazon storefront pages are an incredible place to not only lead with your brand and grow your brand a little bit, But all of a sudden, you're fully insulated from your competition. So instead of like your product and competitive products, you can have your product featured front and center and other products from your brand as well. And you can build out the page to really sell and address any concerns or or highlight any features uh, about your product that you want to communicate to consumers.
0: But That's something you should test, though, because if you send it to your storefront, they have to go through more clicks to actually get to the product and actually add it to the cart it depends on how you have your storefront set up you can actually add the the buy nows and stuff if so if you don't have your storefront set up it could be incorrectly or not optimized right it may be they got to click more to get to it which may de- decrease the conversion rates but if you versus going straight to your listing where they can just set add to cart or buy now uh, so you got to make sure if you're going to do the storefront you do it you do it correctly uh, can you talk about that a little bit
1: Excellent call out, Kevin. Yes. So you, you need to have your storefront set up to be transactional. So often I look at Amazon brands storefront pages on Amazon, of course, and it's lifestyle images. And you send traffic there. There's nice pictures. It looks great. It's aesthetically pleasing. But then you have to click on the pictures or click the buy now button that then takes you to the product listing. What we teach all of our brands that are serious about their Amazon storefront is make sure it's transactional. And Amazon has done a really good job with their formatting and designs for how you set up your storefront to where you can set it up with product grids or product sections. And what those do is they allow that add to cart button to be there front and center. So when you send traffic there, the call to action is add to cart. And it's right there above the fold. Uh, We have a bunch of information on our website that teaches kind of the basic principles of what a very strong um, storefront conversion page looks like. Uh, but it is so important. Like, you have to have it set up for conversions if you want to send traffic there.
0: So what are some mistakes that you see people making when they send it to their actual product listing page that, that's really hurting them? That they, Whether they're using your service or not, that they could actually make some changes that could really increase their conversions.
1: Sure. So product listing pages, like, we don't really recommend changes to product listing pages just because we know that most of the time that's set up for SEO reasons and all that on Amazon. So we try to stay out of that. Um, but for Amazon storefronts, there's such an opportunity to customize that page because it's not affecting all your other marketing initiatives. Uh, most of the time, Amazon storefronts, it's hard to get traffic there. So people don't spend a much of time or energy building them out. But with external traffic, it's super easy to send traffic there. So it's worth uh, investing in time to set it up right. And what we recommend is that product front and center but then think about like the objections that people have about your product that you have to overcome or think about the feedback that you've collected about your product or think about the reasons people have returned your product all those things you can now address in a product listing or sorry in an Amazon storefront page uh, one example that we see quite often is you know people will say like hey like i get a lot of returns because people buy the wrong size and it's like, great. Well, on a storefront, you can put things on there that say, make sure you select the right size and you call out that objection. And that can really help the return rate. Uh, or other situations, you know, if you have a premium quality item and you uh, may be that premium feature that you're charging a higher price for, that feature is hard to really um, verbalize and communicate on a product listing page. And Amazon storefront page is a really great landing spot to really call out. Why is this product price so much higher? Well, it's because we have premium quality, we source it from a certain place, or those kind of reasons. Uh, product listing pages, can, sorry, Amazon storefront pages can be a great way to address all of those things that you really want to highlight.
0: What about the difference between mobile and desktop? You know, a lot of people, mobile is the dominant thing that people are using to search on Google and on Amazon. Something like 70, 75% of all searches now are, are starting, you know, depends on who, which study you're looking at, are starting on mobile, but a lot of the purchases are actually still made on a desktop. Uh, and so a lot of people, they, they search on mobile, you know, they're, on their, they're in their car, they're on the subway, they're, you know, taking a break at the doctor's office or, or whatever, and, and they're searching, but they, a lot of times they don't finish the purchase there. They go back and they finish it when they're on their laptop or on their desktop. Are you guys tracking the differences in there? And are you making any changes and adjustments uh, in bid strategies or or anything along those lines?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I really think it speaks to, I think this next stage of selling on Amazon is full funnel marketing to where all of a sudden Amazon is giving you these features and these abilities to start marketing to the full funnel. Uh, Like the obvious ones, right? Amazon storefronts, right? You can build your brand on Amazon. Now they have uh, Amazon brand Ads on Amazon where you can just put your brand front and center and try to send it to your Amazon storefront. Full funnel marketing is going to be such a big component. Think about like the follow button, be able to follow up and email your followers or message your followers, right? Now, with mobile and desktop, for your question, is so many people, I'm guilty of it myself, right? I just pull up my Google search, start typing some research terms into Google, figure out what the product I want. I usually end up on Amazon. Now I know what that product is and I come back to my desktop and purchase it there. But I found it on my mobile first. So it's really important to be able to pick that up and be able to make sure you're showing up where people are searching. And it is one of the things where you know we talk about the snowball effect, or the halo effect of sending external traffic. I think there's a few components that go into it. One is just the rewards that Amazon gives. But the other side of it is, if you're filling the top of your funnel, you might not see direct conversions from it but it's all funneling down and eventually it converts. We see this a lot in our data to where there's only a 14 day attribution window on Amazon attribution. So what happens if someone searches your product on Google, clicks the ad, looks at your product, adds it to cart, and then 15 days later, they end up converting. Attribution misses it. So your ACoS isn't gonna reflect that conversion, but it still was a sale for you. And you can see it in your total sales, you can see it in your tacos equations. So really being able to understand that full funnel of marketing I think is going to be a very important component for being successful as a brand on Amazon here in these next few years. Are you only working in the US market right
0: now or does Amp also work in international markets?
1: It, it works worldwide. Uh, we are limited to where Amazon attribution is available in terms of tracking conversions. So where that is, is North America right now, Mexico, US, and Canada, uh, those three markets. And then uh, all of Europe, except maybe one market, uh, Amazon. If you go to Amazon attribution, if you Google Amazon attribution, they have a very clear visual, of what markets available, but basically all of North America and all of Europe.
0: So if I'm not using amps right now, why should I be?
1: Yes. It's the holiday season. You, you know, CPCs are going up right now as the competition on Amazon ads gets going. So you need to be starting to do things your competition is not doing. Not every Amazon brand is tapping into Google ads right now. So it's an awesome opportunity kind of this blue ocean opportunity to really, you know, go out, try something new. And now you have the data, right? Amp's going to give you the data to show you how efficient, how impactful it is for your business. So it, it, it gives you this opportunity to diversify your marketing and drive new revenue.
0: Awesome. Well, Tyler, I really appreciate you uh, coming on. What's the website address? Can you spell that out for people? Cause they may not spell it correctly.
1: Absolutely. It is Amped.io. That is A-M-P-D.io. You can check us out there. Uh, We have a ton of help centers. We have a lot of education around how to be successful with Google Ads. And then our team is available as well uh, to help anyone that's new to Google, anyone that needs a little bit more help. Or maybe you're an expert on Google Ads already and you just want to talk to other experts. We're we're here to help. We're here to talk. Uh, We love Google Ads. We've been building Google Ads tech for a very long time. Better part of a decade now. So, we love talking shop around Google ads and we love the Amazon world because Amazon converts and a lot better than Shopify or DSC stores. Uh, so, we're excited to be here. We love engaging with uh, as many Amazon brands as we can.
0: Awesome. Tyler, thanks again for the time today. Appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Kevin.
0: So, I think you'll agree. Tyler just shed a bunch of light on how valuable Google can be for your Amazon business right now. So, whether you used AMP or not, I would recommend you take a look into using Google with the Amazon attribution link and driving some traffic over to your listing. It's going to help you quite a bit. And if you want to make sure it's done in a very efficient way, check out Amped. Also, don't forget the Helium 10 Elite, the monthly training that I do for advanced sellers on Amazon. You can come in and we do a monthly training where we bring in three or four different speakers. I speak myself, give out seven ninja hacks, We have weekly roundtables. We have one a month with me where we get on a Zoom call and we just uh, chat and mastermind. And if you're new to selling on Amazon, be sure to check out the Freedom Ticket as well. It's included with any Helium 10 membership at no extra charge. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. Hopefully you got some good information out of this week's episode. Before I go, just going to leave you with uh, this week's little golden nugget. Prediction depends on events outside your control, but creation depends on events within your control. Don't guess about the future. Shape it. Remember, prediction depends on events outside your control. Creation depends on events within your control. Don't guess about the future. Shape it. See you again next week.